So famous footballer Cristiano Ronaldo, during a press conference that he had attended this week, just so happened to have moved two Coke bottles roughly about, I don't know, a meter's distance and kind of pushed them a little further away from the shot or something and went for a bottle of water after doing that. Now, most people would think that that's just a basic thing, but it's actually been said that Coca-Cola lost about $4 billion because of that. Like, two bottles were moved literally less than a meter's distance and they lost $4 billion. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. $4 billion simply because of moving bottles from point A to B worth a distance of under a meter. Like, I move houses and I have to pay the movers. Cristiano Ronaldo moves bottles and it's the companies that pay. That is mad. That is absolutely mad. Like, how influential do you have to be to actually make a company lose value simply by moving its bottles? That is mad. And the worst part about it is, he's not the only person who's done something like this. If you all know about this whole Elon Musk situation that's going right about now, whenever this guy tweets about something, it's like he makes stock prices go up and down. When he went out to tweet that, oh, you know, Tesla is going to buy $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin shot the fuck up. Then all of a sudden he comes back and he says, you know, because apparently some of y'all have been producing Bitcoin using non-renewable energy and fossil fuels and shit, we're going to be dumping our Bitcoins. Then all of a sudden, like Bitcoin loses like 50% of its value or more, something of that sort. Like the guy comes back and he starts talking about one other thing. All of a sudden the stock price shoots up, then he comes back and speaks against it and the stock price like plummets. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like this is a symptom that's currently coming in right now where celebrities are getting too much power over certain things and people are forgetting that these celebrities are human beings and these human beings can make mistakes because as the saying goes, man is to error, error is to man in that shit. And I feel as though people are severely underestimating or aren't paying attention to the fact that these guys have too much influence and power like that. And because of that, we might actually be digging ourselves a massive trench that we might not be able to get out from for a very, very long time. Like having that much power to actually crash companies, plummet stocks, you know, raise stocks at will simply because you decided to say something about it. That's too damn much power, especially when it's going to singular individuals. Usually you'd wait for news and shit, but now it's singular individuals like Elon Musk and Cristiano Ronaldo. And honestly, if I wasn't half as impressed with the kind of power and influence that they have, I'd probably be making sure I invest in whatever it is that they invest in because they're never going to say stuff against that shit. And if they do, they'll always come back and retract that word. But anyways, that being said, this isn't a financial podcast. This is a relationships one. Uh, and, you know, my impressions aside, we do have a podcast to begin. So in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who moves Coke bottles at the price of absolute zero. He is a man who once thought that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, you guys know the drill. If you don't know the drill, then you probably haven't been listening that long or maybe you're just waiting for me to repeat it because I'm still going to repeat it. And if you know the drill, 
then how about you repeat it with me because it's a very simple drill as usual like i always say should i replace baby shark because it's just that simple and it goes like this you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at bagaka the d which just so happens to be my personal twitter handle on facebook if it's one of those screenshots those screen grabs that was on twitter but somebody just had to take a screenshot and put it on facebook the dms to send it to is at breakdown on west side and on ig it is just about the same thing you know if it's a screenshot send it to at breakdown on west side the dms are always open and i will take them and attend to them accordingly now I do want to get straight into the tweets because I feel like there's a couple of heavy things that I need to break down. But before I get to that, now I saw some news early on this week about Kanye West having unfollowed Kim K and the entire Kardashian family on Twitter, on Instagram, on like all of social media and shit. And when I saw it, it did kind of remind me about a certain article and a certain post that I had seen online on IG about how Kim K actually feels like a loser because of the whole failed marriage thing and funny enough as much as most people would have expected me to come out and you know make fun of her and say that it's about time and talk about the kardashian curse honestly i genuinely feel sorry for this woman like i never really thought i'd ever say it but i genuinely do feel sorry for this woman and i can kind of feel her pain and i get it yes she's not the most morally upright parental figure you can think of trust me by all means i totally understand that but at the same time i feel like she's been a pretty good wife and you know i'd like to think she's a pretty good mother and maybe she got famous because of a sex tape maybe she's probably one of the most objectified women on the planet maybe people really know her for her nudity and you know the amount of skin that she's posted online and maybe there could just be that whole kardashian curse thing but all of that aside all of that aside I honestly do think that she has been a pretty good wife because if you guys remember there was that whole thing last year when Kanye West was busy being declared a billionaire and while there were quite a number of people that were celebrating this feat with Kanye there was also the group of people you know the toxic feminists the people that like to make sure that women are always recognized in anything that a man is trying to be successful for. Uh, they all came up and you know they started pulling the whole behind every successful man there's a woman thing which I personally think is one of the biggest pieces of BS ever otherwise Future would be the richest man on the planet but the more logical argument that came in which was used to you know propel Kim's influence on Kanye being a billionaire was a story where Kanye was at some point about to run bankrupt and Kim K went had some app made and I don't know made like 50 something million worth of revenue and you know plugged that to clear Kanye's debts and shit and in a sense when I thought about that you know back then I was like you know let Kanye be celebrated for making his billions like let him be celebrated for becoming a billionaire and right now I'm gonna use that same exact story and I'm gonna come here and say you know what let's appreciate Kim K for what she did you know she was actually a very supportive wife when you look at the award shows that she was going for she was very supportive even when Kanye would go and lose his shits on stage when he'd walk up to the stage and do all sorts of ridiculous shit when he'd say a bunch of hysterical shit on tv or just for the media and shit like Kim K was there and she supported him to the very end okay not necessarily the end but till very recently and frankly I've got to recognize that she actually came through for the man's and didn't you know like run away from him or disown the guy even though sometimes he did look like a bit of a madman like just on the money part alone she beats a lot of the kenyan ladies that we have 
because most of these kenyan babes whenever you're in shit usually they have money but they look at you and they're like oh my goodness so what are you gonna do and then they do nothing and then you know say you lose your job or your business ends up closing down and they'll still look at you and they'll act like they have nothing on them they won't come through to help you the same way kim did for kanye nah they said they look at you you know they try to support you for a little bit you know give you a loan here give you a bit of money there you know just a little bit just to keep you going but usually like three to six months down the line they get tired of you and then they start complaining to their friends and your relatives about how you're a bum and you're not doing shit in the family kim actually used her money to revive kanye's business and if anything i've got to respect that like this babe actually did put in the work and i do believe she was a pretty good mother she seemed to take care of the kids quite well my only complaint was probably you know giving small kids makeup and shit which i think is a bad thing but you know that one's a little bit unconfirmed but besides that i think she was a pretty good mother so at this rate the person that i'm blaming here is kanye because ever since kanye became all super religious and shit it's like the guys kind of seem to have lost it a little bit and the things that he's been trying to make people do like i can get it you know he he decided to make his albums a little bit more christian here and there and you know he tried to actually sort of convert the rest of the family and shit which actually sort of backfired and to be quite honest the problem with kanye is the same problem that i have with a lot of these newly converted or newly staunch christians and shit you know they usually feel as though just because they got a special dose of religion it's like everyone needs to become religious just like them and frankly kanye was wrong for trying to turn came into a church lady because you already know what that babe done did you know she had the sex tape out you know she probably has more nude pictures online than she does nude lipstick in her closet so frankly i don't see how it is that you can have somebody like that and call them a wife and marry them and be with them for years and years and then come back and say you know what i want you to change like you already knew what you married you already knew who you got in bed with so in a sense i honestly feel like kanye is the one to blame here so honestly i don't think kim is a loser i honestly feel like it's kanye that's messing it all up at this point because kim has actually been a pretty good wife but anyways spectating aside we've got tweets to do and we might as well move on to them so on to the first tweet do not try to make your bros look bad just for the sake of pleasing women. Very interesting tweet over here. Now, this is something that I see a ton of guys doing from time to time. I'm not sure about babes doing it. You know, babes usually try to, you know, kind of like tee up their fellow babe so that she can get some. Uh, but I don't know if babes actually do this. But I know this is something that guys do quite a bit. Now, honestly, I agree with this. I feel as though trying to make all your other homies or making some of your homies look like shit just so that you can look good to other babes is a very sleazy thing to do. It's like you're literally kicking on them so that you can step on them and raise yourself up. It's one of those things that is very frowned upon on a moral standpoint and even just amongst your homies. Like the only times when we can actually allow you to do that shit is like if the baby's your crush and you do not know what to say. Like we will intentionally act stupid just to make you look good. Because I know that's kind of like bro code. Like it's part of bro code. And if you want to know a little bit more about bro code, I did an episode on it on Battle of the Sexes. Should be episode 37 or something of that sort. So you can go and check that out. But ideally that's probably the only time when we can allow you to take a shit on us and we'll be fine with it. Because it's your crush. We want you to get some. But 
ideally when you find a guy that does this that means that they're a lot less loyal as a person and to be quite honest they probably wouldn't mind selling their brother's soul to the devil for a couple of coins here and there I know, maybe the whole selling the brother's soul to the devil thing might seem a little bit extreme, but why take a shit on your boys just to get a babe? Like, there's tons of babes out here. And I get it, you know, sometimes you want to look good. But there's other ways to look good. Hell, you can look good with the homies. Yes, you know, standing out is entirely a you thing, but you don't have to make niggas look bad just so that you can look good. Like, that's probably one of the sleaziest things that I find guys doing. And anytime I find a guy that does that, I don't know, like for some reason they they usually stop being what I'd consider a friend and they just become an acquaintance or a guy that I chill with. It's a very cold and sleazy move and I wouldn't trust such a person. Ladies, if you notice somebody who does that, just know that they'll probably not be loyal. But anyways, that being said, on to the next tweet. Women never apologize. They just sleep naked and let you decide if you're still mad or not. Okay, this one is actually pretty interesting because it hits at something that I'm usually against, but I can understand why some people would be for it. Personally, when I read this tweet, when I thought about it, for me, you know, it usually gets me pissed off because it feels a bit demeaning to me. Like, instead of apologizing the same way you'd want me to apologize, instead of coming through and, you know, accepting responsibility for your mistake and, you know, accepting that you actually fucked up the same way that you would expect me to do, like you decide to keep quiet and you think that you can buy me over with what good pussy like yes i might have a thing for you know thick women and yes i might just like the booty but it doesn't mean that i'm supposed to substitute it for an apology like if you don't take accountability for your shit and you use that as a way to win me over like it feels like i can be bought off with just sex and honestly like that feels a bit cheap for me like it feels quite cheap for me as a person but then again, there are people that actually wouldn't mind this. There are actually people that actually do kind of like this. And I can sort of understand where they're coming from. Because I was talking to a friend of mine a bit of a while back when, you know, I was having this discussion with her. And she was like, she's not a fan of apologies. She actually doesn't like apologies because to some degree, it kind of has a little bit of weakness and vulnerability on it that she doesn't like. And for her, instead of apologizing to her, you'd rather go ahead and do something that shows, you know, your appreciation for it. Like, you know, getting a gift or, you know, uh, you know, trying to do better the next time instead of apologizing to her. And in her case, I'd probably understand. If she ends up with somebody that also feels the same way, I think this is something that the both of them can kind of work with and they'll be okay with that. But for me, on a personal level, I don't entirely subscribe to it. And it's mostly because I feel as though people have kind of overglorified a woman's vagina to the point where it's supposedly like the answer to all of man's solutions. And yet the truth of it is, it's not that we can't survive without it. We just choose not to and I feel like a lot of us are a little too thirsty and a lot of us barely ever get it. So it's like we're willing to do anything just to get some. Which, you know, I feel is very cheap to some degree for guys. But personally speaking, I kind of like it when somebody comes in to say that they're sorry. Because I know for most people there are three main statements that are some of the hardest to ever say as a human being. The first one is I need help. The second one is I love you. And the third one, like it or not, is an apology or simply saying I'm sorry. And if I can say it and you expect me to say it, then I expect the same exact thing from you too. 
And frankly, I feel as though people need to start being a little bit more accountable for their actions. You can't just keep running away from shit as if it doesn't come back to bite you later. Cause the more you continue excusing that shit, the more that it'll come to be done more and more and the less you'll be able to control it later down the line. Just figured I should tell you all that. But anyways, that being said, we should probably move it on to our final tweet of the episode. So on to the last tweet. Giving women money doesn't empower them. It is actually an act of looking down upon them and viewing them as lesser humans. Let them earn opportunities and work for their money like every other useful adult. Now, I have another tweet that says roughly the exact same thing, so I'm just gonna read it here. Giving your girl money basically means you don't think she's smart enough to make her own. It's an insult. Women are not airheads. Stop giving them money. It offends them. Now, I'm completely ready to discard that last tweet that I've just talked about right now, mainly because of that final statement, that bit of it offends them. Because I honestly have never ever in my life, in my 20 something years of existence, ever actually heard a woman coming out during an argument with her mans and claiming that she felt offended when he gave her money. Like I have never heard that. But anyways, that one aside, you know, let's even discard that secondary tweet that I had brought in. Let's work with the giving women money doesn't empower them bit. Yeah, let's just work with that one. So before people pick up their pitchforks and they come at me and, you know, they light fires and, you know, try to lynch me in whatever way, shape or form in their heads. Let me just come out to give them something that I learned not too long ago. And funny enough, it was actually sort of like a tweet as well. Now, it might sound a bit contradictory, but in reality, it's actually very well related to this exact tweet. Now, the person themselves wrote online and said, if you do not empower your wife, then your children will become your relatives' house helps. I'll even repeat that one again. If you do not empower your wife, then your children will end up being your relatives' house helps. Now, sounds contradictory, but let me just explain it like this. The whole giving women money doesn't empower them thing, I agree with. I totally agree with. Because to some degree, if you look at it on like a global scale, it's part of the reason why Africa is poor. Like they've been getting money from a lot of these big countries and they've been unable to actually come out and help themselves. And yes, I get it. There's a lot of other economical factors and I've probably oversimplified the entire thing. So let me try and bring this down to like the individual level. When you think about yourself walking down the street and then you see say 500 bob, 1000 bob, you know, just lying on the ground there. And, you know, you can see that no one else has picked it up and you decide to pick it up and, you know, it's free money and, you know, you get to use it. Now, imagine you're taking a walk, you know, multiple times a day and you're finding like a thousand bob has been strewn just about everywhere on the street and you can just pick it, pick it, pick it and use it. Funny thing is, you'll find that you won't even use that money properly. Like, most people can come out and say, oh, you know, but I can probably invest that money. Trust me. We all know what happens with free money. That shit gets finished really quickly. And in a sense, if you are giving away money just like that, then you are creating a certain sense of dependency and you are sort of hindering the other person from actually thinking, which is part of the reason why you will find that the real men out here do not actually survive on handouts. Like you can give them a handout once, twice, maybe three times, but at some point they will be saying, you know what? help me 
actually find a way to make my own money. Like help me use the works of my hands to create some value which can generate some income so that I won't necessarily have to depend on the handout. And it's because we know very well, we cannot survive off of handouts forever. If the person passes on, if the person loses favor in us, then those handouts are gone and we're right back to square zero. So instead of having to worry about the whole thing of, oh, you know, what if they don't give me money today or tomorrow, I might as well go find a way to actually make my own money so that I don't have to depend on that handout. Now, if you use this exact same analogy on your woman, then you'll probably find that you just giving her money isn't really beneficial. Ideally, if you can help her generate her own money, if you can teach her a little bit about financial management and investing and you know how to run her own business or you know you help her get something that will generate some income for her as well, then you'll probably be doing her a much better service than, I don't know, giving her 10 Gs to go have fun with the ladies. Like, that's how you find that a lot of these sugar daddies keep these babes coming back to them because these babes are not doing anything productive with that money. And because these guys seem to act like a money minting machine for these babes, they'll continue going back there expecting the same money that will fund whatever lifestyle they've been put on. So in a sense, I totally agree with this tweet. Don't give her money. Like I can understand the whole, you know, gifting is a love language thing. And you know, that makes sense. But I think people need to start finding other ways of gifting. You don't have to give her money. I'd say buy her a gift, you know, take her out and let her have a pretty good experience courtesy of you. You know, you don't necessarily have to take her out, you know, to, to a beach somewhere or for like a holiday getaway. Even a small, simple gift should work if that is her love language. If her love language is gifting, then the size of the gift doesn't necessarily have to matter. Hell, even the cost of the gift doesn't necessarily have to matter. But either way, giving her money isn't a good idea. Empowering her so that she can make money now I think that's probably a little bit better off. But then again, I could be wrong. And anyways, I'm sure there's a lady or two that wouldn't mind lynching me right now. But I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open. On Twitter, it is at BagakaTheD. On Facebook, it is at Breaktime on Westside. And on Instagram, you can slide into the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside as well. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break.